Welcome to Enseñamos en el Valle Central's 2022 Fall Pre-Institute for Intersectional Justice and Well-Being. In this recording, you will be introduced to our institute organizers and speakers and receive a general overview of what to expect in the coming months. Well, I'll just kick us off. Welcome, everyone. I know we're going to have folks who are going to be watching this later. We have some amazing educators and my amazing colleagues here. Patricia Lopez, I'm associate professor now at Fresno State. Um, I'm also director of Enseñamos Things. I'm getting some love and shout outs. I'm still processing all that. So um, every once in a while, I might just say it to, as a way to pinch myself. But I'm also director of Enseñamos en el Valle Central. We have the privilege of sponsoring the Institute. So um, I'm just going to delve in um, to um, the Institute. We do an Institute every single year, by the way. I should add that um, we've done it. This is we're going into our fifth year of the grant. So uh, this is the fourth um, Institute. So we're finishing year four, fourth Institute that we've done in the first time that we've actually made it in person and open to the broader public. So um, very excited to be extend broadening, extending our wings in this way. Um, before we jump into the full schedule, I, I do wanna just pause um, and acknowledge that, you know, we are here, I think everyone on the call, um, we're all, you know, here on the um, Native Indigenous lands of the Yokuts and Mono people um, for our folks um, a little bit north of here. And, you know, I'm in Tulare County. I know we have a few folks from Tulare County. So just want to honor the, the Native lands and the enduring um, just struggles of, you know, Tule River tribe um, of the Yokuts people. And just as a remembrance of, you know, it's past and present, but that these communities remain today. And um, for us to, you know, always make sure that we're conscious and aware, right, that, that we stand on, on these lands and that hopefully the Institute also becomes a place where we can delve deeper into, um, into those aspects of our identities and, and how we come into the work that we do I do a grounding in. Um, I think it's a good exercise. I know some folks are going to be, if you need this, please, you know, um, take a moment just um, as much as we can, you know, take everything out of your hand for a couple minutes. If you're watching this, this may even apply to you, right? You may be clicking this after a long day, or you may be, um, you know, just consumed with a lot, but really want to get caught up. So just give yourself a minute to just kind of come into the space, come in open. Um, if you need to stand up, if you need to, you know, close your eyes, lay down for a second, even if you want to listen to this, um, you know, on a walk, just try to be present. So yeah, take a few breaths and uh, bring your best self. So, all right. So I'm gonna, I already introduced myself. Um, I'm gonna, in the spirit of just trying to humanize our institute. Um, again, we didn't want folks to come in on September 9th, show up in Parlier, and it, for some, it could be the first time you even visit Parlier. Um, we didn't want you to come in cold, not knowing who we were. So I wanna just go around and, and let my, my colleagues um, just introduce themselves, say whatever speaks to you, whatever you wanna share. And I think we'll go in the order of photos. So Dr. Aguilera, do you wanna, kick us off, say a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much, Dr. Lopez, for the intro, the grounding in, and for our acknowledgement. Um, so, hey, uh, for anybody I don't know yet, my name is Earl Aguilera. Um, I go by uh, generally he, him, his pronouns. Um, definitely looking forward to meeting everybody in person. Um, I come to this work um, along with my colleagues by way of my own background as a teacher um, and now teacher educator. Um, I've spent uh, a lot of time working in uh, schools that are generally considered to be sort of historically um, marginalized, highly diverse populations, 
And I really didn't receive uh, a lot of formal training in multicultural education. That is until I started kind of partnering and learning from uh, our local community organizations, uh, youth organizations, and of course, my great uh, colleagues here. So, you know, although I currently teach classes in multicultural education and other aspects of, of teacher prep, uh, I definitely come also as a fellow learner and just really excited to, uh, to work with and, and learn from all of you over these next couple of months. Uh, do we, I don't know if we have Dr. Pitt in the room, so let me maybe pass it on to uh, Dr. Rios, and then we can just keep it flowing from there. Awesome. Thanks, Daryl. Hey, everyone. I'm Christina. I'm an assistant professor of special education. This is going to be my second year, which is really interesting because I feel like the first year just flew by. Uh, so I'm excited to be here. I'm originally from the Valley. I'm from Delano, very small town. If you drive by it, you blink, you will miss it. Um, so I'm just excited to be back here in my roots and uh, be alongside colleagues um, who've also been born and raised here um, or have spent many years here in the Valley and just connect with our students here and help them in any way I can. So nice to meet you all. And I will pass it to Dr. DeWalt. Greetings, everybody, and thank you. Um, I'll just be short and sweet. Um, I'm faculty here in local studies at Fresno State. Um, it's an honor and privilege to be here today to work with, learn from, and in some cases struggle with, with you all as we look to better our communities, one person, one step, one situation at a time. So as we move forward, I just ask everyone to um, be patient with yourself and others as we do this hard work. Um, nothing of value comes easy and nothing of value remains without hard work. So I just ask everyone to keep those things in mind as we move forward. And again, welcome and thank you. Buenas tardes. I am Erika Garcia. I am assistant professor of bilingual education and this is my first year. I am originally from Los Angeles. I spent a lot of time in San Diego. I've taught primarily in urban settings, but I am really excited to be here in the Valley and to learn alongside of you all and to learn from you. Um, so I'm excited to be in Comunidad and I look forward to, to meeting all of you who are watching um, um, in September 9th. Gracias, and I'll pass it on to Dr. Mercado. Gracias, Erika. Happy Friday, everybody. My name is Felipe Mercado and I'm uh, for, I'm a first year assistant professor uh, of social work. I kind of have to pinch myself. Uh, last year I was in the criminal department as a coordinator of clinical practice. So I've, I've, been, I've been on both blocks. And I think for me, you know, this is what makes this special for me, right? Is just really understanding, you know, in, in my experience, right? Just what it is that our community, right? Has and the strengths that we have. And for us all to come together and to really be able to kind of, you know, conceptualize certain topics and to have conversations. I just think like it, it's it's magic. So I'm really looking forward to meeting you all and growing and sharing space with you guys. And I'm gonna pass it on to Dori. Thank you, Dr. Mercado. Buenas tardes, everyone. My name is Dori Trujillo and I am the Enseñamos Project Assistant. I'm also a bilingual uh, teacher credential student. So I am in my last phase of student teaching and Enseñamos has seen me, <laughs> thank you, graduate with my bachelor's, um, seeing me through my student teaching process. I know uh, some of you in person and I've been in some of your classes, which, so I am excited to get to know everyone in depth. I know that this is gonna be a really strengthening and just bringing us together process. So I, one of my favorite things is to learn, not just teach. And I'm excited about that. And I'm here to support everyone. Thank you. All right, Dori, thank you. So um, in terms of just an overview of the Institute and what to expect, um, I'm going to hit come over to our homepage. Um, the homepage, and we can drop that in the chat as well. And um, for those who are you are here, if you want to pull it up, the homepage is going to be a very important page uh, that you want to bookmark. Um, if you go down, it actually does provide a little bit of, you know, our approach, you know, the spirit of how we're going to come into 
the Institute, it'll give some descriptions um, of each of the Institute. Enseñamos en el Valle Central's 2022 Fall Institute for Intersectional Justice and Wellbeing website can be found at bit.ly forward slash 22 Fall Institute. That's bit.ly forward slash 22-F-A-L-L-I-N-S-T-I-T-U-T-E. I think some of the things that we really want um, to impress upon you is that this is a very action-oriented working session institute. You're going to leave with tangible things that are going to allow you to, you know, get some very short-term, um, you know, things that you can do tomorrow going and also, you know, build towards long-term um, things and, you know, just to, to better serve, to be, you know, better pedagogues, to be better in service um, to your communities. And so um, down here is, you know, very, you know, description um, of each institute and it basically shares some of the things that you'll walk away with. I like the visuals and pictures, so I'm going to come back up to the pictures, but if you're on the page, you can, um, you know, scroll um, as I explain these, but um, I think one of the best ways to think about the structure of the Institute is to think about Institute 1 and 2 as really being on the micro level. So coming in and delving and really just thinking about us, um, you know, Dr. DeWalt is going to impress upon us the question about why do we do what we do, right? Why this profession? Um, and it's something that, you know, all of us, I think, agreed before this. Like, I think we all ask ourselves these questions, but really thinking about, um, thinking conceptually about those questions, but also what are things that we really need to strengthen in terms of just our own personal pedagogies, whether you be, you know, a teacher, you're a counselor, right? Like um, if you're um, an emerging leader or you're a leader who's leading a group, the fact of the matter is that everyone does have some sort of method. And so, you know, of how you approach things. And so the thing here is really what informs how you approach the work that you do. How can we be better? And so really unpacking and digging into all of these intricacies, um, really the, the intricacies and, and layers of, of identity, right? Our students' identities, our identities. And in Institute 1 and 2, we're really going to build towards everybody being able to build their own um, personal pedagogical frameworks, right? Like, you know, the things that we teach and, you know, how are we approaching those things? So things that are very um, unique in a lot of ways, but very connected and very grounded in um, different aspects of, you know, context, um, our students' identities and such. So, so in one and two, that's going to be a really big de um, uh, deliverable, if you will, that we'll be working towards. So everyone will be developing that um, personalized framework, action plan, if you want to call it that. I'm an action plan kind of person. So um, something that you just walk away and you just feel like, man, I'm strong. Like I got some direction and you got some short and long-term goals because like what was said earlier, this is a journey. Institute three, we're going to start building out a little bit because as we start tearing apart these layers that inform our own personal action plans and what we do within our, like within our realm, right? Our classrooms, maybe you're advising, um, hub, your office, your team, start thinking about, you know, um, just the context that you're working in, right? And this is, you know, some of it's going to be asking questions about, you know, what are things that may potentially at times, you know, make you feel burnout, make you feel not supported? What are things that make you feel really supported, right? What makes you get up in the morning and be like, man, this is going down tonight, like, or today at work, I'm ready, right? And really thinking about what you do within this bigger context, right? And starting to name those things, um, things that are challenging, things that really compel you to be your best self, um, and thinking about those things relative to you and you being able to really like kill it with your, with your personal framework and action plan, but also being conscious and thinking about 
those things that you've named as how do you think they may be impacting, you know, the students that you serve, right? How can these things also, how are they affecting you and how might they also be affecting those demographics? Um, and for us, you know, as a, as a future educator pathway program and, you know, aspiring to get young people to obtain degrees and, and to come into professions that they're not highly represented in, um, these are things that we need to be conscious of, right? Do we contribute to these contexts sometimes, right? Like, could we um, have internalized things that aren't healthy for us, you know, um, become quote unquote thick skinned, and then we, you know, blindly are perpetuating that and not really thinking about how it could impact others. So Institute 3, we're really going to start thinking about that, right? We're going to start thinking about a, a larger context, how it impacts us, what things impact us in different ways, and then how we contribute and how we're part of those contexts. Um, we'll be looking at a lot of data, so you'll really leave and having some stronger analyses. Um, I think this is really important um, after the pandemic because you know there are a lot of you know added layers now happening in schools that um, that it's really good for us to reflect and think about that. So Institute 3, we're going to really dig in and be thinking a little more broadly. So think about like a bigger uh, a circle going a little bit more outwards. And then in Institute 4, um, and we will be looking at equity audits. So that'll be something, right? So really thinking about let's analyze our context, right? Um, let's analyze um, these these structures that we're in. So you'll so you'll have a... Um, You'll have a, another framework yet to add to your um, to your portfolio. Um, and after doing that, we'll go to Institute 4, where we'll really start pulling back and thinking about, um, you know, are there patterns that are occurring across our region, right? So we've invited folks from um, Fresno, Kings, Tulare, and Madera County. Um, Hopefully we'll have at least a little representation from each region, but as we're thinking about an Institute 3, looking at equity audits, thinking about where inequities reside, how they're impacting different groups and communities, stepping back and having a collective conversation and thinking about, you know, across the region, are there things that continue to be systemically happening? Um, and what can we do about it, right? So even us being able to see ourselves outside of our respective communities, systems, regions, and really thinking more broadly across regions in the spirit of lifting everyone up. Um, we will be, our goal there would will be to have a very actionable region plan, right? Are there things that are really fundamentally impacting the Valley that need to be attended to because they're hurting you as an educator, you as a counselor, and you know, young people in our classrooms um, or in our advising um, portfolios, are there things impacting our families? And so really building out and thinking of, about each other as an even broader community, but even across communities. Um, so that's, and each of these do build off of each other. So I know that I've um, fielded some questions. I think questions have come across to all of us about, can I just do one institute? Um, and the answer is, you know, if there's an extraordinary circumstance and you miss, you have to miss one because of a situation, that's different. But the idea is that you um, you come in and you complete all of them because they do um, they do build off of one another and to get the full experience and to really get to the point where you're developing um, these um, these these um, oh man, I'm, I'm trying to think of a better word than deliverable. <laughs> um, but you know, something tangible, right? That you're creating a portfolio that that really is all encompassing of all of these different topics. Um, the idea is that you are committing and attending all of them. So, um, but again, if you um, sign up and something happens, some of you know, none of us know what's going to happen on November 4th. If something does come up, please know that you're not being penalized for, for missing one because of extraordinary circumstances, but certainly come in with the idea that each one is going to contribute um, and um, on the journey, pass a baton to the next one. So um, I'm going to open it up. I know there's some other thoughts, Mike, 
colegas have here on just the spirit of what we're doing here. So so let me and for those of you like who are who are here with us live, like ask questions. This is your moment. So let me just turn it over. Again, thank you, uh, Dr. Lopez. The one sort of last thing I want to emphasize uh, as we sort of transition from our site back to um, back to our shared slides is just kind of thinking about this as a sort of living document, right? So, you know, we're going to be going over a lot of stuff. We're going to be having real conversations. We're going to be digging into content. We're going to be unpacking kind of our individual and our community situations. And we are like, by no means at all, expecting everybody to just get everything immediately, right? So together, we're going to be building out content, populating the site with content, just so we have a reference to go back to and just so it's kind of uh, a shared and growing space for us to continue to collect resources, to share resources, to uh, revisit ideas, right, conversations, and just keep on building on each other's uh, knowledge and perspectives moving forward. Yeah, you know, when I think about this space, you know, it's, it's funny. I think about a lot of times we want to have conversations when we're at work or in practice, but it's hard for us to have conversations because of the politics, because of the way that things are. This space, right, as you look at every institute, Every institute is going to be built upon each other so we can really start to develop the safety net where we can start to feel, you know, comfortable be ourselves and be vulnerable and where we can grow. And just exactly, you know, like Dr. Aguilera shared, you know, we we don't expect everyone to learn everything, but through our community, we're going to learn some things and we're going to move some mountains. So, you know, just really emphasizing, you know, that when you come into, into space, come as you are and be as real as you can be and understand that this place what we're trying to create is a space that sometimes we wish that we could have when we're in practice but here we will be able to have this space and we'll also be able to bring in practice and figure out what does all this new learning mean for our practice so just something to be mindful as you know you come in and you know start to create some intention around what we'll be doing you know over over the next few institutes one of the things that comes to mind for me is I see these opportunities as more of a, of a journal for our journey. So in many ways, we're, we're creating ourselves a learning log. And each moment that we um, engage in these experiences, we allow ourselves to write that piece of our narrative of, of that journey. And so part of what I want us to be thinking about, or at least what I'm thinking about entering the spaces, um, I'm almost likening it to graffiti in the sense that, you know, um, I'm tagging the space with, um, I may tag a space to acknowledge that I was here um, and and my presence was important. And so as you all enter these spaces, understand that your presence is important. Um, tag the space through your ideas, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, whatever those things may be, and even your answers, um, because you're leaving that we're creating like we're creating a legacy here. And that legacy allows us to um, remind ourselves of our importance, the importance of the communities who we represent and the communities who we, we serve. So as you enter the space, um, that obligation is real. Each of you as educators or future educators understand or are beginning to understand that obligation. And the obligation is one um, that we are worthy of. And sometimes we may realize we are not as worthy as we thought because we realize that we have more work to do. And that process is ongoing. And so the thing of the thing that I ask everyone, I come back to that in terms of helping us to create this legacy that we honor the space in the community in which we serve. So again, welcome. And I look forward to this process. All right. We got any more comments? I'm looking at the chat here. Dr. Garcia, Dr. Rios, do you want to add any any thoughts about just what's um, speaking to you in terms of what what to expect coming into a space like this? Um, I'm just very excited to learn from all of you and I love the idea of being able to memorialize the, the work and the reflections and um, and all of the you know the learning that we're going to be doing together and so I'm um, super excited again to meet all of you um, on September 9th and to be able to um, learn from you. Yeah, I'm just thinking, um, you know, with uh, like people mentioned, with building on the different institutes, 
and thinking, you know, from eight to four, it's a long day. It's a lot of information, right? It could be information overload, but I'm also thinking, um, I wanted to be, I want us to build that that space for students and individuals to come back and be excited to come, right? The next the next time and the next institute and um, just be fed, be fed from by all of us. So that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, that's a good, thank you for, for making that um, that point. It is a long day. So sometimes uh, PDs or institutes could be like half day. Um, I think in terms of format, and, and we'll get to an actual visual in a few slides, but, but know that um, in terms of what to expect, this will be an institute of movement. We'll have a lot of movement. We'll have a lot of opportunities to reflect. Um, I don't wanna do any spoilers, but we have some really cool little setups and things that, you know, that we're going to bring to the space. Um, I don't know about you, but, you know, like I always tell my students that I'm a big person on um, fidget toys. I know that feeling like I get. So, um, so thank you for bringing that up, um, Dr. Dios, because one thing to expect is to expect that we will be conscious of movement, interaction, opportunities to meet others, um, it will be a setup with round tables so that you can reach across, you can, you know, feel like you're having these very hands-on, um, thoughtful opportunities um, and not just um, the banking method, right, where people are just talking to you. So we're talking with and, and sharing with. So thank you for that. Um, let's see. Um yeah, in terms of the the workshop and some of the sessions. So, is it okay if I go to the other um, slide really quick? I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot over to this one because now that I think about this isn't a set agenda, but just as a visual to how we will be, you know, having some movement. Um, each institute is gonna take on a few different topics. So this is an example, right? So there will be times when we're going to be very intentional and thoughtful about how these topics um, require some really um, just work for you to, you know, what these things look like for you as an educator um, versus someone who's, um, you know, their craft is um, being a counseling specialist, or maybe you're somebody who's a, an emerging leader, you're working with like a team of folks. So, um, you know, there may be, it may be the case where, you know, the, the institute we have a morning workshop where you're with your cohort, if you will, or your um, your group within an, within an educator, counseling specialist, or emerging leading um, leader um, kind of track, if you will. Um, and you know, maybe we transition to another. There may be instances where the morning we're all together in a big room, thinking conceptually. Um, you know having questions because it really does span across um, every pathway, if you will. Um, so we'll have a combination and at times, um, you know, maybe they are, they are, you know, separate workshops. We will make time also just for um, affinity group sessions or specialized group sessions, like how we want to come together to really unpack maybe based on, um, you know, not just your profession, but based on other, um, experiences, right? And so those are things that we're also making time for, knowing that there's movement. Uh, we will have some folks come in. So um, what you can expect is that everyone, um, the team here uh, will be present and be, um, you know, kind of pouring in on some point, but we are, you know, we're taking on a, a, a pretty big variety of topics. So we will be calling in um, many of our other colleagues um, and other folks to be speakers to also help us with um, workshops and such. So the team will continue to grow each institute. There will be more folks, um, particularly more of our, our colleagues at Fresno State um, and it may be even some of our partnering institutions who are coming in. So, um, 
So think you're going to get there at eight o'clock from eight to nine. It's an open hour. You can, you know, have your coffee. We'll have breakfast. You'll check in. We'll have some swag. We'll have some very um, specific things for each institute. Um, you know, we'll we'll come in. We'll do a grounding in, um, kind of like we did when we started this. Um, this um, what do I call this introduction? Um, and then, so we'll we'll be doing that. So we'll really be building community and coming together, exhaling. We got people driving all over you know, for, for some of these things. So we're going to give some time for folks to really feel like you're, you're grounded in, you're centered, um, and we're recentering every institute before we really jump into the topics and getting to work, right, working together. Um, we'll have a break, we'll have some lunch, uh, we're going to bring in some good food. I'm telling you, all of our host partners are already calling all the best um the best friends that they have to bring in the best food. So, um, so we will be eating well, um, all local. We're going to be supporting all local restaurants, all, all local groups. Um, then we'll do an afternoon workshop. And then again, have, you know, even if this is, you know, sitting outside the um, 215, we'll have a block where we, before we close out and have reflections, we'll have a little bit of a, another exhale opportunity and then the idea is from four to six, this may happen for all institutes. It may happen for maybe two or three of the four um, just because of logistics. But the plan is because we're going to different communities between four and six, having an opportunity for local organizations, local resource meetings, maybe some of the talent, young student talent in every each of these communities and just having like a resource fair. Um, you can walk around. Um, you know, again, you can get some snacks, um, but that's an option, right? Of course, you have families you need to get home at four. That's fine. But just know that there's um, going to be another opportunity just to build community. So thank you, Dr. Aguilera, for plugging this in just kind of as a template visual. So you know that there is um, some movement, some diversity in how we're going to go about um, each of the days. But uh, we will not be sitting for the whole entire time for sure. Okay, so let's see. Let me see if I can go back here. I'm going to hand it off to my colleagues here just to kind of bring us in. Just things that, that so far are coming to mind in terms of things that are going to guide our workshops. Anyone want to jump in here? And even any questions, if anyone wants to just pause, just unmute um, for those of you who are here. So one thing that um, kind of came out of this is in terms of practitioners, well, really any, anyone, any facet within education is the power of assumptions. And part of what I keep thinking about is how do we, through those understanding ourselves through our complexity, recognize the way in which our complexity generates the assumptions that we ultimately use as our pedagogy. And so those are some of the questions and concerns that I think I will, I hope that we are able to interrogate more as we move forward, because I think about entering my classroom, we're entering the beginning of a semester and every semester, there are always assumptions about who I am as I walk through that door and being mindful of those things, whether it be my hair, whether it be my height, whether it be my skin color, whether, whether all those different things or how I speak. Mm -hmm. um, and so part, of our process is being being mindful of that. You know, we walk in with assumptions. That's how we make sense of the world until those things are confirmed or, or disproven, right? So again, just part of the work, the struggle is recognizing that we walk in making assumptions. So even as we walk into this space, you know, be mindful that as we try, attempt to contextualize this learning space, still be mindful as you enter of assumptions that you will still make. And then allow, allow, be mindful of sometimes those assumptions may hinder an opportunity. So just be mindful. Um, and, that, and that's a challenge that I, that I myself have to continue to be mindful of, is being mindful of the assumptions that I, I may make as I enter a new space. 
I think just uh, briefly building off what uh, Dr. DeWalter shared, I, I think back sometimes to my initial teacher preparation, right? And all of the talk about uh, cognition and behavior and retention and management and achievement. And not that those things aren't important, but um, I can't even count on one hand the amount of times we talked about identity, right? The amount of times we talk about uh, cultural wealth and cultural assets. Um, and yet, when you tap into those things, those were the things that really made a difference, right, for students and for families and for communities. So part of what maybe I'm, I'm projecting a little bit here, but part of what we hope to bring, right, and, and share with our communities are, are some of the th conversations that we maybe um, had hoped to have earlier, right, in our, in our professional journeys, and maybe we can kind of uh, share them together, right, in community. Yeah, I see you shaking your head, Dr. Dios. Is that resonating? bringing the things that we would have wanted early in our journeys at some point, even yeah. today in our journey. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about transparency, um, not sugarcoating what, you know. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing that, Earl. Yeah. All right, so, um, and again, these are, you know, we, we thought we'd throw out some teaser um, just questions, things that, you know, that, that we're going to be presenting at each institute just to kind of guide our journey. Um, we already went through the, you know, I went in a little different order here. Um, I'm going to um, go to, I'm going to let one thing, Dr. Aguilera, is we were going to mention um, connecting from the homepage. Yeah, so um, kind of going back uh, a little bit to our, our conversation earlier, again, think about our homepage as sort of like like a hub that that will link you out basically to each of these uh, uh, different pages. And then each of the different pages kind of connecting to the specific institutes, right, that, we, uh, that we're going to be running together, really, in community. So just to give uh, a quick example, um, even in this uh, even this conversation, right, that we're going to have, this is going to be helpful for us to basically create video and begin creating content that's going to be linked directly to the pre-institute page. So as you uh, click on that, uh, moving forward, you'll be able to uh, access all that information. And then again, over time, we're just kind of building that repository, building the space uh, of resources together. And then even looking back, right, all the way at the very end, we're going to see that it, it, wasn't really just a one and done thing. It was something that we all really collectively built together and something that we're kind of going to be able to hold on to, right? Moving forward in the space that we can uh, that we can revisit. So just kind of keep that in mind in terms of like how this is structured and, uh, and what we might use the space for. Yeah, earlier Dr. DeWalt made the comment about just like documenting, like, our, like we're building, right? Like we're building, we're writing history. Like these are things that are, that we're contributing. And See, this website is also like giving breath to that, right? Even giving, getting permission, you know, to post pictures of us doing, you know, some pretty dynamic things together. And thank you to Dr. Aguilera, who really just entertained my idea and made this idea come to life with me, because this was an abstraction in my head. And in a matter of minutes, I was like, can we do this? And, you know, it was just really nice to do. And I feel like it gives a little bit. Um, it's better than getting a PDF document, I think. <laughs> I didn't want to attach a PDF document to my email invitation. But. Dr. Garcia, did you want to add some? Um... I had a question for our students who will be participating in the Institute. Um, will they be receiving hours or earning hours towards clinical work? Is, was that something? That yes. Thank you for asking that question. So I know we have um, we have a number of students who, will, who are in the application process. But if you are a Fresno State student in our credential program, you will receive clinical hour credit for taking part in this. So the office, and thank you to Dr. Mercado for um, making that happen before he departed from Kremen. So up to 40 hours of clinical practice hours um, will be fulfilled. So our, our, our credential students, if you decide, like if you decide to do this and you do not show up at your site on that Friday, we will work you excuse 
but you will not lose out on those hours. Man, for all my teachers out there, when you were going through credential, would that have been something that you would have uh, liked to have made happen, getting your getting some uh, clinical practice hours? All right, thank you, and I see your smile right there in the in the corner. Um, I will, we will see if, um, we haven't really done this as, as much, uh, Dr. Mercado, we can um, maybe look at if this would be the case for our, um, some of our counseling community as, as well. Um, Hema, I see your comment. This is a great opportunity for us to also gain academic units through global extended education. Yes, um, I think, Emma, this is the first time that we have done this like so open. Um, I think after this, I think these those are things um, I'm just a, I'm a slow mover. I'm very slow and very detailed in what I do. So I kind of felt like I wanted to first make sure that people were going to show up to this one. Right. And I think as as we build this one out. Yes, Emma, I, I think what you're saying is 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 right on. I think that that would be a, a future. Um, let just that could be a future option, but also know that we will still provide a certificate of completion when you do finish. Um, so this will be something that when you finish the institute, you can. Um, it will be signed by our dean, our associate dean. Um, and this is something that you can still right put on your portfolio. Um, as completing. So, but yeah, thank you for that, Hema. I love Hema because Hema always pushes to the next idea and um, you, you like people like that in your world because, you know, they see something and they're just like, how about that too? So, yeah. So hopefully we have some folks who show up and this is something that we can continue to do and provide to the, to our community. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, Going back, Dr. Aguilera mentioned that this will be um, linked out. So everything will link out. So even after the pre-institute today, this recording will be posted. We will, you will go to this site. You'll be able to click on that image right here under pre-institute. It'll take you to another page that will provide um, resources as we have them. So next, sometime next week, we may put a few other things, but the, this recording will be on that page. And then the same as we go into Institute 1 and 2. Anna and Sophia asked, is this uh, website ex for all access or will it just be for Institute participants? Um, I think, you know, I mean, really, we're not trying to hide content or, or sharing. So I think that as much as we can, we would like for this to be pretty open. You know, if you want to go home, share with your family, like, um, be proud. I think I want us to be proud and, and flex what we're doing. There may be things. Um, what what one thing that you can expect, we this was a maybe an image we should have put up. We are putting together readers for every institute. So part of the cost associated were for things like space, meals, and such, but also um, as a team, we're compiling an actual reader. I don't give me a thumbs up if you were in so I was in, in college, like undergrad when we had like hardcore readers where you'd go to the bookstore and you would like instead of just getting like all of your um, readings as pdfs on canvas or blackboard back in the day like like actually being able to go by though all you're smiling you remember readers being able to have those readers you took those to class and you highlighted right and so I think we've gotten so, I don't know, technology has seduced us into thinking that those things aren't useful anymore, but they are, right? And a lot of folks really do um, struggle reading online, uh, myself included. And so, um, you know, we want to be very just accessible and um, be, you be able to, you know, sit there and nerd out, write your cliff notes or write your, you know, highlight and stuff like that. So we are putting together readers with um, readings that we will be referencing at the Institute. And so each Institute will actually have its own, its own reader as well. So I bring that up, first of all, as something that we missed earlier, but things like that may not be accessible to the public um, because when you put together a reader, there are fair use laws that we have to abide by. 
Um, and so we don't want to break those like rules by posting that stuff. But everything else, you know, the things that we're doing, anything that we can um, without fair use penalty. Yeah, we're going to put that up there. We're going to put, you know, anything that you want to share. If there's snapshots of some of the work that you're doing. Um, yeah, anyone want to add to that? I know the readers got a few smiles. So um, hopefully that's something that folks will uh, make make the journey feel a little more accessible. All right. Um, let's see, I think that was all the questions there. Okay, we're running down on time here, I'm noticing. Should we stop? Anybody want to stop and ask or throw questions? Use the chat as well. That's that's certainly okay if you want to can unmute or you can throw something in the chat. Any other questions from from the team like that you think a student or um, a current teacher or somebody watching may may ask that we didn't get to? Dodi, anything coming to mind that you think maybe your cohort would be asking right about now if they were here? I think that uh, a biggie was the clinical hours, and that's going to be a great part of what I'm going to be doing this semester. I'm going to be doing my um, student teaching. Monday through Thursday, and then I'll have the specific Fridays basically available to be able to go to the sites. So if you're in your second or final student teaching, um, like I am, then you know that you have these Fridays um, already accessible so that you can go and build community and be a part of this. And just something that we were thinking about kind of just brainstorming is for, for me kind of the opportunity to be able to bring this back in conversation to your mentors and it's just something that can even bring you closer to them or um, to start that dialogue on how you can bring back all this information all the things you're learning into your student teaching I think for me it's something that I'm excited in it's kind of like carrying your comunidad with you anywhere you go and then every other Friday that we meet, you're going to get that refresher, depending on how it goes. So I just wanted to share that that's something that I'm looking forward to in my final phase. Thank you, Dori. Yeah, Dr. Mercado, I know you you have a question, but do you want to add anything in terms of clinical practice that maybe we missed before we get to your other question? Yeah, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, if you're a student and, you know, you take part of this experience that you communicate it to your coach, because sometimes coaches don't always have the communication. We send them an email, but sometimes the coach doesn't look at that email. So just making sure that if you're a part of this uh, experience that you allow your coach to know, you let them know that you're going to be earning 40 hours, right? They'll probably reach out to the clinical practice coordinator. The clinical practice coordinator knows what's going on. And then making sure that you have the certificate. So that way you could upload that up to your TK20 account. So that way you have evidence that, you know, you were a part of that. So that way, if we ever get, a, you know, audited or anything, you know, that we can say that this is why we provided the 40 hours. Great. Good. Yeah. Thank you for that, Dr. Mercado. And then the other question, Dr. Mercado brought up a good question about are we going to be sending out info with details on parking and such? Yes. Um, so, again, this this main home hub is going to be important. We will send out emails and reminders. Um, and then those things will also be listed here. So again, as we near Institute One, um, this image here, you'll be able to click on it. It'll take you to Institute One webpage. Every location that we are meeting at will have enough parking. Um, we've made sure that it's enough parking for up to 120, 150. 50 people. So, so we will be fine in that regard. But all of that will be posted um, on the, you know, the Institute um, webpage, and we will get emails out. Um, so Dr. Aguilera, that'll be something that we'll just kind of like note to ourselves, like as we populate 
um, each um, individual page will say, okay, I, I think we're good. Let's send out an email blast to all of our participants. Um, and then Hema, you asked the question, how many participants are expected? So we didn't come in with the, it's a great question. We didn't have a, a, a real expectation. I think that we were all in agreement. We have a cap, so we are admitting no more than 120. Um, that could be easy to achieve, especially through our like our credential or in our graduate programs, but no more than 120 people. But there's not an expectation of how many because we want to make sure we, we noted that this is an advanced experience. So if we had, you know, 40 people that were all ready to get to work, that's great. But there will not be any more than 120. And the locations um, are all going to be selected based on, you know, being very comfortable for that, that size of a group. Is that helpful, Emma? And I was just asking because of the breakdown of the agenda, you know, how you have the different trends uh, when it comes to like um, professionals and counselors or students. Um, you know, I was like trying to imagine if we we're going to be working like in small groups, large groups or things like that. But it gives me a, a great idea. Yeah. And I'm going to come down because that's that's another great added question. Hema. Um, we do expect to have more educators um, that is likely going to be the, the larger share. So if we were to hit that 120, um, I don't know that we'll get to 150, but you'll notice that the there, there will be the larger group will be the educator group. Um, likely expecting counseling and uh, socio-emotional specialists, being very open with that group. It, they may be of equal, that is completely fine, but, um, and then the smaller group, smallest group will be folks like TSAs, folks who are really in the position to create some of these um, pathway programs. Um, so it may be the case, like, you know, you're, no matter what you will, we will still be designing um, the mock-ups of the design and the request for setup is to have large round tables. So round tables that see, it's like a quince when you go to like, or a wedding, when you go and it's like a round table with like eight or 10 people, it's big enough that you can like get into some good platica, but it's not so big that you just feel like, you know, Nobody's noticing Dr. Garcia. We had this conversation about when about situations where people just really cannot even see you. This won't be where that that's the big request that I'm making, even if we have to purchase those tables, round tables, eight to ten people. So even Hema, if we were in a breakout and there were 40 counselors, the design is really probably gonna be that you're still working within a round table. Um, kind of atmosphere. Um, Dr. Dewal, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to you. Just some tips. You opened us in in your opening, you mentioned, you know, how we come into this shared space. So do you wanna you wanna add on and then maybe um, hand it off to we'll go we'll go through the team everywhere. Um it may not be a bad idea for people, maybe maybe a good idea to have post-it notes when people enter as well. Um, in the sense that I think it may be a good idea to, as you're coming into that space, jotting down some of those immediate re responses that you have, almost like a pre, like almost like a thing. I'm, now you gotta be thinking about like a pre and, a, and I don't want to start researching, but almost like a pre and post, right? So it's kind of like a, because part of what I'm thinking about as we, as we go through this is, and this journey is taking a moment to kind of jot down where you are. You know, one of the things I have family who always say, be where your feet are. And so part of what I'm thinking is, is that as we enter these spaces, as we create this living document or this li living resource, is that part of our process, individual process for participants is to jot some of those things down and revisit those things periodically to just see where, see where you started see where you are and see where to see exactly where you're going, where you're headed. And so part of me is thinking in, in those terms, because that piece, 
I think about that as a reflective process that we, that I think, honestly, I feel like a lot of that was said by many of the people who spoke today, acknowledging where we are while also simultaneously remembering where we were and using it as to kind of see our growth. And so we're thinking about that growth process. So um, part of my, part of a charge, I guess, informal charge and challenge I would say to people is, is be prepared to do some of that, that, that work as part of the greater work. Um, because I, I think there's a great reward and potential for something, something powerful individually as well as collectively, if that makes sense. And then I'm thinking about, thinking about my classes while I look at the second, the second bullet point. So I apologize for laughing out loud. Um, but this is something that I've noticed in a lot of cases and it happens to, happens to us as educators. Don't be afraid of that mistake that you make in this learning process. You know, this is not, you know, there may be times where you may have, you know, miseducation is real. And we cannot just, we cannot run from that as well. I mean, we may have been taught something, we have learned something that we realize uh, that that's not, that's not the way, that's not the only way. And so part of the process as educators, as administrators, as any of you, any of us who are um, within the realm of education, be mindful and be okay with mistakes made. That's what, again, I hope all educators recognize that that's where the learning really takes place is through those mistakes, processing those mistakes, analyzing those mistakes, um, and using those as, as building blocks for better decisions, better actions, better choices. So, so part of what I want to also encourage people to do is, you know, you know we're gonna make them together. You know, and, and be okay with. It. And again, you know, we sit here today. We we champion. We work with each other. We support one another. You know, and we also hold each other accountable. And so, part of that process. So again, making that mistake in the spirit of learning is one. I hope that we all are willing and able to do in these important times. And then, lastly, of course, um, open mindedness. Right. And so we talk about that again. So, so yes. Being open-minded when someone makes a mistake, right? So if we're recognizing we're in a, we're all learning, and a person makes a mistake, they're not they're not constrained to that mistake. That's part of their journey. So as we have the difficult conversations, and where again people are going to be learning through watching. Oh, I have to say this is it's totally off. We I personally want active learners, not passive learners. So. You may be a person that learns by listening. No, you got to be doing. If you so, if you sit anywhere near me, you're not you're not going to be able to sit there. You got to do something. You got you got because again, this is not an opportunity. So, I, so I think Dr. Rio said this earlier in terms of the food. You got me thinking about it. This is like a potluck, and I want to sample your dish that you bring with you. And the only way I can sample that dish is if you share it. So that your, your journey, the things that you know, the things that you thought, share that with us, break bread with us. Because again, we wanna be fed. So again, I heard the, the, mood, the food metaphor analogy coming up a lot. And I think that's really important for us to think about. So when we're breaking bread, bring your, bring your best dish or bring a dish that, you, that you're learning about, right? So again, because again, we, we, we learn more together when we, we take those risks. With that, I pass. Thank you, Dr. DeWall. Doddy, do you want to jump in? I know Dr. DeWall made a reference to things to bring. Can you talk a little bit before we hand it to the rest of the team on the swag that you are putting together? We have a, we have a team that's putting together some cool swag. Yes, we have all things in mind uh, when it comes to being a, a stressed college student and future teacher. Um, I'm just trying to relate to all of us sitting down for a while. So we are thinking snacks. Um, we are thinking stress relieving, fidgeting toys. And for anyone who likes to color, doodle, um, like Dr. Dewalt was saying, um, post-its are just going to be everywhere, I imagine, because um, as reminders, as uh, setting down um, an idea that we want to bring up later. So 
uh, everything is also going to be, um, I don't know, um, I think that color just brings different kinds of energy and relief and um, happiness. So everything's going to be really colorful. And then the swag bags are going to include things that anyone who is on their computer and taking notes um, in any format for everyone to be able to use. And of course, coffee, if anyone drinks coffee and um, is, a is a coffee addict, um, we're gonna have something for you too. So just things to consider and get excited for. Um, this is just a little preview, but there's gonna be really cool surprises coming up. All right, I see your comment, Hema. All of this is gonna help you on the same way. We all need we all need these things to just stay focused and to give, but it's gonna be fun. Okay. Dr. Garcia, Dr. Rios, Aguilera, do you wanna add? Dr. Mercado, tips for thriving and vibing. Honestly, the only personal thing I would throw out there is that, you know, we share all of these not because they're things that we're like expert at or like better at than anybody else but we share all these things because there are growth points too you know what i'm saying like these are these are points that we are all mindful of as educators as leaders as colleagues and and we're we're pushing ourselves we're pushing one another um but again hopefully it's coming off as not not as a hey we're good at this we want you to be good at this too but hey, let's adopt these, right? Let's adopt these together as things we're going to focus on over the course of, you know, our time together. I don't know why, but I just feel like saying this. I look at everything like sports, and I know not everybody might be into sports, but as I hear, you know, everybody speak, it's like everyone has their talent. And as you have your talent, you know, be true to your talent, but at the same time, push yourself, right? Because if you're good at blocking, right? And you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're passing the ball off, we're handing it off, we're, you know, we'll get some yards, but we're also going to need to pass the ball. So you'll have to also know how to block for your quarterback. And so I think when we look at the team model, and we think about the community that we're trying to build, we're all going to come in and have our talents, and we're all going to have our strengths. And as we have conversations, that's where the diversity comes in, where, you know, somebody knows something really well, and somebody knows something else. And we're putting this puzzle together of how we restore the Central Valley, right? And and together, you know, we're all growing and we're all learning. So just come with that in mind that we're trying to build a team. And sometimes the team that you have and that you're on don't understand all the different components. So as you come into this space and you build this new team, hopefully you can have the strength to start to build a team that you would like to in, in the space that you're in from the eight to five or from whatever hours that you're in during during that time. I think this is a good segue to remembering your why and um, individually, you know, on being able to um, do some deep reflection on why we're in our profession, but also, um, you know, being part of a larger community. Um, as Dr. Mercado shared, you know, we all bring different talents. And so as we're exploring our why, also acknowledging that, you know, we're members of a larger community and the work that we do has um, an impact on on the students, on our community partners, and so being reflective of that. I think everybody said everything very well with the food analogy, the sportsmanship, um, but just to build off of everything that was said, um, staying grounded in your roots, right, and what you know and what you believe and what you stand for, and just getting the knowledge um, to, to fill in that why, right? So when other future students who look at your walk, look at your pathway and say, hey, why are you doing this? Or why do you believe this? Or I notice you you use these terms, um, why? So yeah, I just, I just wanted to share that. All right, thank you all for adding some flavor, adding some face to, I think, just some of these questions and things that we've been collectively thinking about. Um, like I had mentioned, all of this stuff, as you're um, listening to the video, know that um, I'm going to go back to that um, reminder that all of these things were going to begin flowing in to the um, home website. And then a lot of those guiding questions, tips, what to expect, 
um, and such will all be on each institute because as we said, we're gonna be taking on different topics for each one. So, um, so what's guiding us is gonna look a little bit different um, as we go on the journey. Um, I think that that is the final, unless folks had a, you know, a few more questions. I think that um, if you're from a district and you're wanting to apply and there's additional, um, if there's something additional that you need, you can email us at enseñamos, this word down here, E-N-S-E-N-A-M-O-S, at mail.com fresnostate.edu. When we do this video, we'll, we'll close off. We'll make the final slide so that that shows up um, with the video. Um, email us if there's a special request that your billing person needs. If you are applying and you do not have financial support from your district, um, if you are a student, we are securing scholarships. So we have asked that... Um, We've asked that you just apply and you note that. That applies to you if you're a current teacher, a counseling specialist, emerging leader. Um, if you are not receiving the financial support from your district, we want to know that as well. Um, that's going to go be part of our equity audit that <laughs> we do at Institute 3. Um, laugh, not, you know, laugh not funny. Um, but also, you know, we don't want you to feel like this isn't accessible to you. We will find the means, we will find the scholarship and, um, and support to get you here. And we'll also mention that you got here because of um, other means. So let's see, I think that's it. If you have any questions, please contact enseñamos at mail.fresnostate.edu or doctora lopez at pdlopez at csufresno.edu. Thank you for listening.